quick thank you to our sponsors for making this podcast possible. They keep this show free to listen to. This episode is sponsored by Byheart. Byheart features a patent protein blend that gets closest to breast milk. Their formula includes the most abundant protein, alpha-lac, found in breast milk, as well as lactoferrin, the number one protein found in colostrum. Byheart is an easy-to-digest formula, which includes prebiotics and an 80-20 whey-to-casein ratio like an early breast milk, making it great for a newborn's digestive system. Byheart is the only U.S.-made infant formula made with certified clean ingredients, including organic, grass-fed, whole milk, not skim. What it doesn't have is soy, corn syrup, GMOs, or palm oil. Curious about Byheart? Redeem your welcome offer at byheart.com forward slash podcast. Use code PEACE for a limited time. Additional terms and conditions apply. I'm Michelle, recovering yeller, control freak, and perfectionist. I didn't want to be a connected parent, but my strong and smart oldest daughter would not succumb to my bribes, threats, and manipulations. After years of control parenting, I threw it all out and started over. I doubled down on the idea of connected parenting and turned in time out for time in. It's taken me years to figure out how to unknot sticky situations without using punishments, but I've finally cracked the code and now I can help you create the relationship with your child that you dreamt of having when you first decided to become a parent. It's not easy letting go of star charts and bribes, but you can change. Listen in as we interview parents just like us who found success and hear from experts who will help us better understand how to form a deep bond with our children. Welcome to the Peace and Parenting Podcast. Hi, welcome back to the Peace and Parenting Podcast. I'm Michelle, and I'm here to talk all about yelling, how to stop yelling, and what kind of role yelling played in my life. And I'll just begin by saying I ended up being a yeller, a complete yeller and screamer. In fact, in my worst moments, I still end up yelling. I've curtailed it tremendously. It isn't part of my parenting pedagogy at all, but I do have to say that when things got tough, especially when the kids were little and I'd repeated myself 10 times and nobody was listening, I ended up yelling and partially because it worked. They stopped, they were quiet, they were scared, and they listened. But that working and getting them to listen in those few moments when they were young didn't last. What ended up happening Esme became very defiant and she began to yell at me and at her sister and she began to really get in her fear response and her fight, flight or freeze response really quickly. And I think the reason being was I was yelling at her so much that her amygdala, her emotional core was heightened. And so each time I yelled, she went into a fight, flight or freeze and then She couldn't regulate herself when she had unmanageable moments. Although the yelling seemed to work in the moment, over time it really backfired and it put my oldest daughter in a place where her emotions became unmanageable and she started using yelling as a way to cope. So although it seems to us that sometimes our kids will really listen when we yell and I hear parents say, well, they only listen when I yell. 
And that could very well be true, but they only listen when you yell because they're scared and because you've frightened them into listening. So at what cost to the relationship you share with your child does that yelling and that cooperation happen? And is it worth it? And so I guess that's really what we have to ask ourselves. Do we really want to end up yelling or be the parent that yells to get our kids to quote unquote behave? I know I never wanted to be that parent because I was yelled at as a child and I remember how it felt to be yelled at. And if you were ever yelled at and if you can get back there and just think about how it felt to be yelled at and how scared you were. The other thing kids think, I believe, is that they're scared that the relationship they share with you is jeopardized because they yell or they encounter yelling. And so when they encounter that yelling from you, they're worried that you might not love them as much or they might not be cared for as much because the yelling scares them and it ruptures that connection piece that you have with your children. So what do we do to stop yelling? I think there's many things that we can do. And I like to use the approach of, first of all, infusing connection into your world because connection can cause less opportunities to yell because our children are doing better, that they can listen better, they're more cooperative, they can get along with their siblings better. And so you have less of an opportunity or less of a desire to yell because you have children who are doing better. And when children do better, we don't have to quote unquote yell or we don't have to resort to yelling because behaviors are better. I'd say if you stick in with the whole connection piece, like the special time and empathy and really listening to feelings and not trying to control, getting rid of punishments and getting rid of threats and bribes and rewards and really revamping your parenting altogether, really taking a look at it and saying, you know, these things aren't serving me well. How can I replace them with connection? And really using that piece to infuse your parenting, it will decrease times where you feel like you quote unquote need to yell or have to yell to get things done because the connection is helping everybody feel better. Then, you know, there are some things that we can really do in the moment. And I'd say first and foremost, give yourself a timeout. If you're to a point where I know what always felt for me, like I had this heat in my chest, I knew I was in my fear response. I knew that I was going to a place of fight, fight, or freeze. And mine was fight and my fight was yelling. And so yelling is just all based in the idea of fear, that we're fear, we're losing control. We're fear that fear that we're not being listened to. We fear we aren't being respected. We fear that the kids are in control of everything and we don't have anywhere we can go to find some semblance of control. And so that's our fear response. And so I know I could feel that in my chest. It got really hot. And I started teaching myself once I felt that, once I started to feel that, I knew I was going to see red soon. So I gave myself a timeout and I'd walk away and I'd say, mommy needs to use the restroom. She's going to take a timeout right now and she'll be right back. And I didn't blame them and say, when you calm down, I'll come back or I'm leaving because you're unruly, I would just merely excuse myself and say, I'm going to go to the bathroom. I'll be right back. And I would go into the bathroom and I would look into the mirror and I would start to tell myself it's only feelings. It's only kids. 
it's only emotions. I can deal with this. I can be calm. And I would splash water on my face. And then I would return to try to navigate whatever was happening in my household. Are you looking for ways to parent without yelling or threatening? Do you crave to understand connection and how to use it in everyday practice with your children? Is remaining calm a challenge and staying away from shame hard? I can be helpful. I've been there and I've also helped so many parents overcome their parenting challenges with my one-on-one programs of either six, eight, or 10 weeks. We dive into what's specifically difficult in your own family and I tailor ways to help you remedy them using connection instead of conventional parenting methods. Go to www.peaceandparentingla.com forward slash private hyphen sessions and find out more about my private one-on-one courses. I'd love to see you there. I use also slow, calm breathing and deep breathing is known to calm down your central nervous system. So sometimes this especially was helpful when there was sibling rivalry and I know I would hear sibling rivalry happening far off in some other room in my house. And I would think I wanted to come in there and just yell and scream at everyone like, stop, stop being mean to your sister. So mean, blah, 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 blah. Instead, I would start taking deep breaths as soon as I heard it, really breathing in and breathing out and telling myself, you can be calm. You can walk in there calmly. You can intervene with calmness. You don't have to yell. You don't have to scream. In fact, I would just talk really quietly and I would deep breathe all the way walking in there. And I would deep breathe as I was talking to the kids. And I really used to slow down my central nervous system. I also find that having a mantra is really important. I don't need to yell to get things done. Nobody can hear me if I'm yelling. Yelling solves nothing. And I would repeat those mantras to me. I also use journaling and journaling would help me after the fact. When I yelled, I would say, okay, I'm going to go back and really journal about why did I yell? I yelled because they didn't listen, but why did that make me angry? Why is it them not listening makes me angry? They're children. Of course they don't listen. And I would dive deeply into my own triggers. Like I was never heard as a child. So when I wasn't listened to as a parent, it triggered me back into my childhood. And I would go deeply into that and just really write about it. And it helped me kind of let it go. And it also helped cement the idea that I didn't need to yell because it didn't feel good. Also, you can tell your children that they have the right to ask you not to yell at them. And they can say, mommy, daddy, please don't yell at me in the moment. And when you give them that right, it really does cement the fact that it's not okay to yell. And there's nothing more moving than having your child say that to you. And sometimes the best response when there's a situation is no response. It doesn't mean you ignore, but it really means that something's going on. Your child's trying to argue with you or they're really trying to prove their point that you just listen and that listening attentively, you can sometimes avoid having to yell because you're not trying to fight with your child. You're not trying to prove them wrong. You're not trying to make a point. So I'd say those things are really important. I do want to cite a study that was based in an article by a woman named Hillary Jacobs Hendel, and she's an LCSW. And 
She says that being frequently yelled at changes a child's mind and brain and body in a multitude of ways, including the increasing the activity of the amygdala. And that's the emotional center we talked about earlier. It also increases stress hormone in the bloodstream. It increases muscular tension and many more. Being frequently yelled at as a child changes how we think and how we feel about ourselves even after we become adults and leave home. That's because the brain wires according to our experiences. And so we literally hear our parents' voices yelling at us in our heads, even when they're not there. So I just say that we're not doing ourselves any favors by yelling at our kids. And I know that we don't want to. And I know children and infants and people do better when they feel safe and when they feel loved, which means refraining from yelling and attuning to needs and using connection and doing away with punishments. And so we all kind of need to do better in these realms and myself included. I'm not free of losing my mind and yelling on occasion. And I always know it's not the right thing to do. And I always know too that connection is what really keeps my yelling at bay. I do have a mini course called How to Stop Yelling, and I go into this three-pronged approach that I um, developed to help myself stop yelling and also to help other people stop yelling. So it's a really great course. It's very short. It's only, I think, one hour long, and it's an audio course. You can listen to it while you're in the grocery store or while you're in your car, and it's simple, easy to use methods to help you stop yelling. So I will link that course in the show notes. I'll also link a couple of studies that I've found that talk about brain mapping and how yelling changes the way in which our brains are formed and can also is believed to be as detrimental as hitting a child. And that harsh parenting and yelling has been linked to the same sort of effects as corporal punishment. So just some things to think about. I know none of us really want to yell at our kids. I know I never did, but we find ourselves in places that are unmanageable and it's a combination of the lack of connection and also the lack of an ability to do something else because we don't really know what to do. So if we can build in the connection piece and we can also find some ways to self-regulate we can really make a big difference in the way in which we interact with our kids, especially in the realm of yelling. So that's all I have for today. Thank you so much for joining me on the Peace and Parenting podcast. And I would love to see you next week.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.